Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are going to start this one off by just a little recap of some birthday celebrations, some talk about some future Ooh. birthday plans, um, and just get into a few things that's been going on. So starting off, I celebrated my 28th birthday this past weekend. Wild. I'm not actually 28 yet, so like, Calm let's down, calm everyone. down. Not let's, yet. Let's take it back a little. Um, but I always do it a little bit early because it's uh, it's Christmas Day. That's my birthday, so usually my friends cannot gather on my actual birthday. So usually we do it a few weeks in advance. Um, and I actually did switch it up a little bit this year. Yeah, you did. One with the timing, mainly because Brittany made some birthday plans of her own Pretty the weekend easy. that I usually do. My birthday. Mm-hmm. And also, I did a brunch, which was kind of just out of pocket. I mean, I said it on my way to said brunch that we are not particularly what you would call or categorize as a morning person. Um, I genuinely can't. And it was just pretty ambitious because, um, I mean, the brunch didn't start all that early. It started okay. at 11, but however, we had to get there early to set up. And that was when you started getting crazy because initially set up started at 10. And when you moved it from 10 to 9.30 a.m., I knew things weren't going as planned. I moved it earlier because I realized I had more things to set up. Mm-hmm. But I definitely... And how did that go for us? It didn't go that well, but somehow we finished everything on time. Honestly, and it looked really good. So that's so, all that matters. Yeah, but it was it was pretty ambitious um, to do, and it's funny because in my like get ready with me, I was like somehow still in twenty eight years, I haven't learned how to be on time. Um, yeah, and I was still somehow late to the initial setup plan. Um, but I swear to God, this I keeps, was on track to be in time. Okay, but this keeps happening to me, and I don't know what's in the fucking air. Excuse my language, but. Mm. At night, if I think about having to, like, wake up at a certain time, and it could be something, obviously, I'm very excited about my birthday plans, but it wasn't, like, an excitement thing. It was, like, okay, I need to get this much sleep because I am becoming an older woman and I need my beauty rest. Mm -hmm. So then I think about how many hours I'm getting, and then my heart just starts just a little bit. And then I'm, like, oh, shit, my heart's racing. And then I look at the clock an hour later. I'm like, oh, my God, I have one less hour to sleep. Boom, 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 boom. Now my heart's beating faster a little bit. Yeah. Then by the time this I find a problem, I did not fall asleep until 530 a.m. And I had to get up at 730 a.m. So I was really panicking by the time I had fell asleep. Um, and also it was one of those things where I sometimes am a melatonin galley. Yeah. I will grab a little melatonin if I know I'm not going to be able to sleep. And you didn't do that that night? I didn't do that because I was like, I don't want to be tired the next day. Because sometimes it does be sometimes doing Sometimes it that. lingers. Yeah. And I was trying to be responsible. I said no. But then by the time that I realized, like, oh, my God, I needed it. I should have taken it. It was too late. Because then it was like, for sure, I won't be getting up when I'm supposed to get up if right. I take it now. Right. No, no So way. then I was no having chance. anxiety about that because I kept making the wrong decision to postpone that. And so it, I just really That's did myself tough. dirty, and um, it is what it is. It was what it was. Somehow, 
I still drank an absurd amount of mimosas and had a good time. As you should on on your birthday. Do it up. On my celebration. Yeah, on your celebration of your birthday. Um, but it was actually really fun because I got a champagne gun Did, from, from, from Brittany me. last year for my birthday. And it was because we always used to go to this place in Chicago. Which called, RIP. I know. Called the Fremont. And they're closing now, which we just found out this past weekend, which is so like full circle because literally two years ago. or Yeah. Two years two ago. Two years ago, this past weekend, we did a brunch for our birthdays. We did. There. And they had a champagne gun. So it inspired us last year to get said champagne gun for our house. We never used it. We never really had a reason to. But I brought it to this brunch, and I was like, this is going to be a great idea. However, the place that we were at was very nice in letting us use it because we didn't really know how to operate this thing. Yeah, they were really – boy, did Evan just take the champagne gun over to, like, the servers and were like, hey, can we use this? (laughs) Yes. Well, we kept saying – we had, like, a private room. for. There was, like, 35 of us, so we had our own space and everything. So we're like, oh, we could do this. But some of us were like, should we just try it and like see if it works? Because we had we had like unlimited mimosas. So there was champagne in there. So we're like, could just like do it and see what they say. Yeah. But then Evan was like, no, let me go like talk to them and make sure it's fine. I'm like, the responsible, how responsible one. I think I was on those saying like, oh, just try. <laughs> I had like one too many mimosas at that point, And I was like, they don't care. They'll be fine, which they thankfully were. But we pull it out and it just starts squirting everyone in the face, like uncalled for. No one's pressing the button, mm-hmm. making an absolute mess. Um, it turned out to be fine, though. We kind of got it under control. I shall insert some videos for everyone here. Um, it was so funny because I had I had got it down pat and I went around the entire table doing it to everyone who was like down to do it. It was really funny, though, because, like, sometimes it would just kind of squirt. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Yep. A little whoopsie. <laughs> um, but by the time we had gotten, like, to the end, I figured it out. And then right at the end, I'm like, Evan, you do it to me. Like, I want someone to do it to me. But he was not the one that had just practiced for oh, yeah, 40 he did. people. So we go over to do it. And he's like, okay, like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, just don't squirt me in the face. And he did. And immediately in my face like just in my eyeball and I'll put that video up because Evan's face was just so devastated he couldn't believe he did the one thing that he was not supposed to do do. he was scared as he should be it worked out I wasn't even like a it, it didn't do anything it was just like oh my god shocking um right in my eyeball but uh highly recommend if you know, if you, if you're interested, champagne guns really adds to the vibes, the brunch vibes that they do. Um, but it was a lot of fun. There was a point we need to insert this video as well. What what? Bit? Um, Brittany was doing the worm at my house. We okay. Wait, let me let me, <laughs> let me clarify. We went back to my house after to watch the lions lose, and. Brittany ended up somehow doing the worm. So, but like, no one, and I talked to Brian about this after, like, no one asked for me to do the worm. No one was prompting any sort of like worm like behavior. I just did it out of pure instinct. I, and I can confirm <laughs> that 
instinctively you thought in that moment it was time to worm. I it was time to worm. And and that's on being 28. Mhm. That's um, the vibe. <laughs> but we're both about to be 28. Mm-hmm. You before me. So let's by let's six days. Um so not by much. I'm very excited. I think we said this last week. I'm going back to Disney as one should when they turn 28. It's going to be a vibe. It adds up. It, it adds up. I'm going to drink around the world. I'm going to eat some Mickey waffles, and I'm going to have a great time. I'm jealous because you're going to be in some warm weather. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. It's been a little chilly there. Regardless, it'll Low be warmer 70s. than here. It'll be it warmer than One day we'll get you to come <clears throat> come down to Disney. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like kind of lost. I need to do some Christmas activities this weekend. I feel like I haven't really been... Doing any, and it's weird because at the beginning we thought we were so early to the season, and we're like, we're gonna be Christmas girls this year. We I'm were not just a Halloween. Christmas girl this year, and I haven't really done anything. Um, so maybe that's what I'll do this weekend. You should. Brian and I went and saw Christmas lights, um, Saturday night, which was pretty Christmassy. I just feel like it's also because there's no snow, which I'm not necessarily mad about. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, I just won't be happy when there's snow all January through March. Then I'll start to get sick of it. I'd rather there be snow right now to add to the Christmas feel. You know what I mean? I guess. I just feel like. You know, technically, I don't even think winter officially started yet. Oh, really? That's perfect. Um, That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Let me see. I'm my parka on today. When is the first official I feel like it would have been December 1st in my book. No, it's the 21st of December. So, so we're not even there yet? Yep, technically the first astronomical day of winter in the Northern Hemisphere is the 21st. See, that's the stuff that doesn't make sense to me. It's like when we use Fahrenheit instead of Celsius. In Celsius, it's like at boiling, temperature is 100 degrees. Freezing temperature is zero degrees, but we have to use Fahrenheit where shit doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's the same thing with measuring in, like, feet and inches instead of meters and... What are meters and kilometers like? Is it easier? (laughs) Different? I don't know, and to be honest, though, it really screws with my head because I genuinely can't think in anything else. And when I have to do conversions, it hurts. Conversions do hurt, and I just here's the thing: who wanted to make life so hard for all of us? I saw some SNL skit. I think it was SNL, and it was basically about like how none of it makes sense. How people just like they were like, "Oh, you know what makes sense? Fahrenheit." Like, (laughs) I don't know, like, like who, like that. It's like I don't know. It's the kid. You know who did it? Was the kid pounds? We use pounds instead of kilograms. Is kilograms easier? Probably. But here's not in our heads, it wouldn't be. You know who made all this up? I don't know who it really was, but it was probably the same kid that would be like, oh, you forgot to assign the homework for us tonight. And then everyone got fucking homework that night. Like, because those are the annoying ass people that would be like, let's make life harder for everyone. Okay, but it's also the same thing as like, in the English language, when we have random letters that'll be like silent, or like sometimes it means this, but sometimes it means that. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like a G sound is like guh, guh, but not in lasagna. There is no. <laughs> I did <laughs> not think that's where it was. Going. And that's where I was going with it. And um, 
Yeah, and it just bothers me. So or anyway. like the word affect. Oh my god, I'll still never get that right. I don't use the word affect or effect because I know I'm going to get it wrong. And I could Google which one is which, but I don't want to. There's another word like that. Oh, the word definitely. I don't ever spell it because I get it mixed up with defiantly. And I still could not tell you how to spell one over the other. That, I'm going to not lie to you, is so personal. Is it? Because I avoid <laughs> using that word. That is so personal. Because I don't know which They're is which. So separate. And I'm really good one with grammar and definitely, shit. One definitely, and one is defiant. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the difference <laughs> is there. Definite or defiant? I don't know. I really defiant don't know. Is like I know if the you difference don't between weather and weather. I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, specifically, you're but just definitely really real and things. defiantly. Like I like. No, I have to be honest. Definitely, what I have to be honest. There is one word that no matter what, I can look it up a hundred times and I never spell it right. Is what I just typed out definite? Wait, definitely or defiantly? Or did you text me? No, I just typed it onto How our note. How can I see what you wrote? On our note. Where? Underneath. Happy you just news. wrote definitely. That's what I was trying to do. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Defiantly. What word do you have a problem no. with? Oh, no. It's, let me restart this because it's serious. Oh. There is one word for my entire life, and I still to this day, I will look it up every time that I spell it. Restaurant. I can't spell restaurant. That word sucks. I can never get it right. Restaurant. Ever. And every time I think, like, I, if I actually take the time, half the time, you know, you type something out and you're like, ah, spell check, we'll get it. But like, even when I do take the time to be like, let me see how I would spell this. Wrong. That, Immediately, no. Well, you know what? I got two. <laughs> I, got, I think you just might not be that good. I'm, spelling was always the fucking subject at school that at the beginning of the school year when you had to write down, what do you want to improve in? What do you want to be better at? wrote on? spelling. I wrote spelling because I was so bad at it and I oh. never got better. I can remember in fifth grade in Mr. Coyle's class, I was not, there was like three different levels of spelling tests that you could be in. I was obviously in the beginner. Um, <laughs> you poor thing. And I'm pretty sure one of our tough words that was like a word that was also used in like the higher ones. I don't know. It was the word chocolate. And that was a really hard word for me to learn how it was spelled. I would always and say sometimes I trip myself up now because of it. I would always come up with little like rhymes or songs. Chocolate. I would say like chocolate, like chocolate. Like I would, you know, try to sound them out. That was a tough but one. I for specifically me. remember for some reason, and we were probably in like second grade. It was down the word down. And I made a whole song to remember how to sing down. It's like D-O-W-N. That's the way we get down. And I would like literally dance like make sure i remembered it um and that seems like a pretty simple word but at the time it was tricky it was that was what deal. chocolate was for me but also wednesday when i spell the word wednesday i have to think today what right now today like if you if you need tomorrow's to wednesday that, no but if you needed to write that out today i just i have to remind myself to think w-e-d wed and then n-e-s D A Y. It just seems so different than and all we're the teaching other listeners how to spell at this point. <laughs> I'm sorry, we got off track, but um, 
Yeah, I agree. There's definitely words that don't make sense. A lot of things we do just really truly don't make sense. Um, and that kind of leads to our next point because I watched this past week. What? Actually, when I was hungover. I watched that movie that came out on Netflix that everyone's been talking about, Leave the World Behind. It's got, like, some big actors in it. I, Ethan Hawke, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon. Is that why Julia Roberts was on what, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen this week? I would say so. That makes sense. Um, But it's basically about things start going wrong. Nobody really knows what's going on. People start turning on each other or whatever. And what was so scary about this, and if you haven't watched it yet, it's like kind of spoilers, so maybe fast forward this part, but basically how other countries would be able to easily take down the U.S. because we're so reliant on technology and we're already like kind of in turmoil within, so it would easily cause like civil war and lead to disaster because, you know, people would turn on each other. Um, What was really creepy about it, which I didn't even know until after I watched it, was that Obama actually helped with this movie to make it more More realistic. realistic. And one of the main points of the movie was the guy knew somebody that was powerful and he had said in the past that, yeah, we know about this three-step program that other countries have thought about implementing to take down the U.S. And it was what was happening and he realized it in the end. And so now everyone's kind of wondering, like, was this really a thing that people in the government and like powerful people know about other countries trying to do and like is this a warning to the U.S. like if the technology ever goes out like basically don't panic and don't turn on each other like a lesson almost a warning love a warning um not sure our ability to not panic I feel like there would be panic people would be buying mass amounts of toilet paper again true I don't even think it was that kind of panic. But yeah, it was it was it was panic. similar. But what was really funny too, which I guess more spoilers, but the whole time the little girl in the film just wanted to watch the last episode of Friends because she had started watching all the episodes and she was hooked on it and you know they didn't have internet or anything so she couldn't watch it and the whole time she was just trying to find a way to watch Friends. Of course that's her problem. And she ends up finding, like, the DVD at another, like, neighbor's house and puts it on. And everyone's saying now on TikTok, like, going to stock up on DVDs. Where's Blockbuster when you need them? Truly. Honestly, we still have a million DVDs at our house. I'm pretty sure we do, too. Like, just, ton- like, we never got rid of any of our DVDs once the transition to streaming happened. We just have a plethora of DVDs. Well, we just talked about a couple weeks ago how Netflix just now ended their their DVD DVD service, which is like bad timing. That is what if if people are trying to stockpile on DVDs now. But it was a rental service, so. True. True. I guess that's a good point. So maybe Blockbuster will have a comeback. That'd be absolutely crazy i would be not on my 2024 bingo card but maybe i should add it on well speaking of nostalgic this new mcdonald's spinoff 
I don't know how I feel about it. Cosmics. I feel kind of hype, but also kind of like, I wonder if this will, you know, stick. Like, are people going to be about it? It kind of reminds me of a Sonic in a way. It does. I've seen the comparison to Sonic. Also kind of Starbucks, but not really like Starbucks. For people who don't know, Cosmics is essentially a new chain McDonald's is launching. It's a spinoff. It's it's inspired by an old character. That's why I said speaking of nostalgic, because they had this character. It's like an alien. Mm-hmm. And from the 80s to the 90s. And the character was supposedly an alien who came to Earth because they were craving McDonald's. And so you're joking. I was there's like, what not is this based s- off us? There's not, <laughs> a, there's not a single alien, I think, that would come to Earth specifically for McDonald's. Who knows? If I was here visiting, I'd want to say what was up. You're not wrong. Um, but that's why they're saying like it's nostalgic inspired, but it's also space inspired, the design. So it's supposed to that's look cute. like futuristic, but like also be nostalgic for people who knew about this alien creature. That was with the McDonald's back in the day. Um, so they're starting next year with 10 pilot locations. Um, the first one is just outside of Chicago. And the menu is mainly based, like you, you were saying, around drinks and lemonades, coffees, slushies, frappes. I am not, I'm going to be honest, I'm not that thrilled about it because I don't think I could have... I don't think I could justify going out of my way just for, like, some other specialty drink. Like, I have enough liquids in my life. I don't know how to say that in the correct way. I love a specialty drink. I really do. Yeah, but, like, don't you have enough in your life? I do. Like, we've got our liquid IV, Coke Zero. We just have so many things that we drink I love a liquid IV, love a Coke Zero. I don't see myself going to a new place. Kind of gives me Dunkin' vibes for some reason. Really? I don't know. Something about, like, the way these photos are lined up with the menu items. I will say, I was a little excited because they do have pretzel bites on there. That's the one thing I keep going back to. But also, these pretzel bites look exactly like the pretzel bites they have at the movie theaters. So, I think we're good. Well, I will say this. I love a movie theater love pretzels i think we did talk about that before it appears as if they will be serving hash browns that little hash brown bites that that's a game changer that could change things for me but you know who already does that duncan yeah but it's not the same as a mcdonald's you're right they they these are better that could be good i wish they were also selling french fries all day long because i don't see fries on the menu that's gonna be a big i think I don't I think this will be a thing for the beginning. I don't see it being evergreen. No, that's what that's I don't think it being a long-lasting thing. I feel like this is a phase and it's going to be something that it's like just a phase, mom. Right. Like 10-15 years down the road, we're going to look back and be like, "Remember when they tried to make Cosmics a thing?" Yeah. Kind of like fetch, it's just never going to fully happen. I think they have the money to do it, so let they them do it. They definitely do. They're going to have their fun. Um, I don't see it lasting. Um, these Mick pops, those look a little interesting, kind of like a beignet situation. Yeah, 
But I don't specifically see myself venturing here. Like I said, I just have enough drinks in a day. I just if one popped up, we'd probably go to it. But also, I'm not about going to new fast food places as soon as they pop up around us. Like oh. when we got our first Chick Fil A, I don't think I went to it for the first year and a half, two years it was open because the line was always wrapped around the building and out to the road. I don't. I don't know if I see this. I don't know. I guess you don't we'll think see. people will like be real hype. I don't know. Maybe I almost feel like we venture to the one that's already open, the one outside of Chicago. Well, I that's just, just an excuse Chicago. to go to Chicago. Yeah, maybe we go and say goodbye to Fremont. Isn't it already closed? No, December something. We don't got much. Time. <laughs> no, we're running out of time. <laughs> um, that was just my my last ditch effort to like try to go on a trip real quick. Um, I mean, hey. You still have time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of some other businesses that kind of popped up and disappeared, um, Smile Direct Club filed for bankruptcy. I did not see this one coming. I feel like I've seen so many people online that use Smile Direct Club. I thought it was very big. I thought so, too. I want to say Brian used either Smile Direct Club or it maybe it was like Invisal. Isn't there another company just like it? I don't know. I don't think so. This one always got a little bit of heat because you never see or come in contact with a dentist or orthodontist. It's all yourself at home. Maybe it was. And you like send your results in and they have dedicated people in their labs or whatever that look at it. But you never come in contact with an actual dentist or orthodontist. And so people always kind of gave them flack for that. I just messaged Brian to see if it was Smile Direct Club, but I was accidentally on all gaps locked. So it's, did you use Smile He's Direct Club? He's probably going to panic. <laughs> he is going to be like, what's what? wrong? What happened? <laughs> um, no, so apparently they're nearly $900 million in debt. And what was really interesting about this whole thing to me is they are basically, if you were using them, the the response allegedly is too bad. That's it. Go see a real dentist. Now. You're joking. And if you owe payments, like let's say you were doing your monthly payments on what you um got, they still want you to pay those though. Oh, hell but you're not what getting a- services anymore. No. You can't, if you paid for your molds and sent them in to, you're waiting for your thing. Too bad, so sad. Kiss it goodbye. You're never seeing it. So a lot of people are not happy. Oh, no, I would not be happy. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm sure we will have a class action lawsuit soon. Oh, yeah. Um, that yeah, none of that sounds ethical. None of that sounds not none of it, but that doesn't sound legal. Keep paying us, but you don't get service anymore. Bullshit. Go away. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? You're, you're not so passionate. A, you're not a company anymore, right? They're not a company anymore. I definitely they just... feel like it was. It was kind of always sketchy. I think to dentists and orthodontists because you're not actually seeing somebody, so nobody's actually looking at your teeth. They're looking at molds of your teeth. I need to know if Brian used this. Well, follow up with <laughs> us. But um, <laughs> speaking of not ethical slash maybe ethical, maybe we don't really know. <laughs> new AI has yeah. come out officially. So ChatGPT was out. We talked about ChatGPT a lot. 
within the last year. And we always said Google was going to be trying to compete. Oh, yeah. They kept saying they're coming out with their own AI. Well, they came out with something called Gemini. Apparently, to use it, you have to use their BARD tool that already exists. Um, and it's similar to Chat GPT, but now they came out with this Gemini. So you have to use a BARD account, sign in, go to this Gemini thing. And it's a multimodal AI that can process text, images, and audio. Um, so it's, it's new in that sense. But apparently they are planning to release over the next year two more models of this Gemini tool that are going to be like more capable mm-hmm. throughout. Um, and so people are starting to use Google's instead of ChatGPT. And, you know, it's a little alarming that it feels like the AI race is actually on now. To yeah, it's on now. Google said game set Matt, but I don't like the word bard. Like, what is bard? Right? This is not like lard. It's yeah, I don't like that at all. Gemini, okay, don't really love that they used a zodiac sign for it, but I guess that's their own um prerogative. Um, that's all I have to say on the matter. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with it what it solves, what it doesn't, what people use it for. What they don't. When, when ChatGPT came out, people were using ChatGPT to come up with business ideas, make money for them. I still see all the time they're like, I had ChatGPT or maybe just AI um, create this hotel based around this cartoon or this movie. And it's like this massive hotel with like themed restaurants and bedrooms and like, a barista and themed pools and just like how did it come up with this it's crazy it's it's definitely like we always were saying like it's scary but at the same time like could it so many problems probably i think we need to be more concerned about the users that are using, using. <laughs> The AI. The users that we need are to be using concerned agreed, about the agreed, humans agreed. and using if they are using it for bad or for good because I mean, it's it's learned behavior at the end of the day. So if we're teaching it bad behavior, AI is well, going to go bad. That was the thing about the Google one that's also kind of separates it from ChatGPT is that it's more able to guess what the user wanted to ask because. It has all the information about users from Google just being so involved with everything already. So it's more able to guess what you were trying to ask and the answer that you want out of it as well. Interesting. Um, but I seen that you lit up, so I'm guessing that Brian did use Smile Direct. He did. He and did. Did it work for him? Yeah, I think so. Well, did he's it lucky work? he finished. <laughs> he's lucky he finished his um time before they went out of business i said they bank went bankrupt <laughs> but it, it audio corrupt itself it went bank rpt because it's listening to us talk about chat gpt um who knows but also a few other things came out this week um first of all wonka came out this week and the main thing i just really needed to say about this because i did not know Gotta do your research. Was that Wonka is a musical. And yep. not only is Wonka a musical, 
the new Mean Girls remake is a musical. Well, it's not, not a, a remake. remake. It, it basically is, though, you can't take something that wasn't a musical and turn it into a musical. It, they did. They put it on Broadway as a musical. Yes, but that's different. But this is now the movie taking, of the Broadway production. It's, so it's a remake of Mean Girls into a musical. It's a remake of the Broadway production Mean Girls on Broadway, which was incredible. I went and saw it in New York City. I was there for work, and I went to this musical by myself. It was a very big girl thing of me to do, a little nerve-wracking, got myself a little drink, a little snack, and I sat down, and I saw Renee Rapp sing her heart out on Broadway. She was starring as Regina. That that's makes sense to it me. It was beautiful. When you go to Broadway, you're expecting to see a musical, and you're seeking a musical. However, if you're going to the movies and you don't know you're sitting down for a musical, you might be a little shocked. You might be a little taken back, scared <laughs> that all of a sudden they burst into song. Yeah, no, um, that definitely is something that should, should be warned um, and warranted. I just feel like in the trailers that I saw for both movies, they did not show enough that there was singing. I did involved. not realize that Wonka was a full-on musical, but I mean, and people have said this online. How did you not know it was going to be a musical? All of the movies are musicals. I would never categorize previous Willy Wonka movies as musicals. Yeah, the Oompa Loompas sing Oompa Loompa Doopity-Doo. I would not say musical. There's a difference between there being musical scenes in movies or it being a musical. That was really well said. And I don't really choose usually to watch the latter. No, I don't like movies where there is no dialogue at all it is purely just singing that's why i have never seen la la land or les mis for that reason alone i've heard that both both I'm, movies I'm gonna are be honest i don't even know what those are <laughs> <laughs> so that's crazy so yeah la la land is a really great movie apparently well you would know um ryan gosling and emma stone just singing their little hearts out. And I'm happy for them. I am too. Um, <laughs> but I will be seeing Mean Girls Wonka 50-50 for me. It just depends if I've got a free day. Um, it's just. And a hankering for <laughs> going to the movie. It's just like I was fine with High School Musical. But sometimes musicals dialogue. can take. A serious moment and make it so unserious that it's really hard for me. I love Broadway humor. I genuinely think the jokes that are made in musicals on Broadway are hilarious, objectively. I have seen... um, Have you ever gone something on Broadway? What have you seen? Wicked. Wicked is beautiful. And I liked Wicked. But I knew what I was getting into. You did. And musicals can feel along. I've seen, not a lot, but I've seen many <laughs> musicals. I've seen. Um, Were you a theater kid? I, not in high school. In middle school, I was in okay. a couple musicals. I'm not musically gifted in any way, shape, no, or form. Oh, come on. No, it's a running joke on my family that I auditioned to be Susie Snowflake in the freaking. Here comes Susie Snowflake. Yes. In our Candy Cane Lane production of, um, what, 2004? Um, maybe 2005? It's Christmas. It's Christmas on Candy Cane. Yep, that was what we sang. 
not very good. I just love it because in the We need to find clips of it. How long how long ago was that? Twenty years ago? Oh my god, that's scary. But anyways, twenty years ago. Yeah. When we sang that as friends and that <laughs> as friends. And, and that as friends. Okay, but <laughs> I just need to say this because between me, you and Tracy, twenty years ago singing that together. Yes. That still twenty years later, we can't say anything about Christmas without singing that song. It's Christmas. And I don't it's think Christmas. our music teacher knows how much of an impact of that an that impact that made on our lives, on our I don't friendship. think she knows. I should tell her. I run into her every year on the day of our Halloween party. Our music teacher, for some reason, is always at the exact store that I am at on the spit not on Halloween. The day of our friend's Christmas or <laughs> Halloween party, I see her. And she also sang another song to us. Stirring, stirring and stirring and brew. Yeah. Ooh. And it's just crazy how long that those songs but have the, stayed in our head. The Christmas one comes up even often. when we're not talking about Christmas. We'll just be talking about nothing and one of us will start saying. But I Christmas. feel like people can relate to this. Like there has to be songs from it's specifically elementary school too. Like middle school, we did choir, but I don't. Those don't really stick with me. Well, we were much. out here singing wild, yeah, wild songs in the middle school. Elementary school ones specifically have stuck with us so deeply ingrained no. in my brain. And but the Christmas one, I think, is very nation specific. I've tried googling Candy Cane Lane musical because it was what we were in second or third or how grade. How about the beginning of the class? Right. I'm so glad she to made be that up here. here. I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so honestly, and there was that, another like, layer unlocked Brittany, every year. Brittany, do you know that? Why do we? Yes, but why do we can't let it go? I it's burned into my brain. Song. No, there's other songs like the um the state one where it's like Alabama, Alaska, Alaska Arizona. Arizona. Other Alaska. people learn that because yes, in college, I feel that. we our friend group in college had a collective it. moment. Where we all just started like singing these random niche songs, and realized and everyone knew them. knew them. That's what I'm saying. So like maybe people Christmas on Candy Cane Lane wasn't one of those. <laughs> That's a special <laughs> thing that happened whenever we did that production, and we need to find the video footage of it. We both are confident that our parents recorded it. Confident. Um, I gotta look it up. Wow, we just. We gave you guys a musical, a version of what we didn't <laughs> want, and that was a musical. And you're welcome. Uh, Crazy. I'm just glad we got to reference Candy Cane Lane, the musical. We had to get it out there. It's a. It was truly an iconic moment. Um. All right. Well, let's get into some iconic shady stories. Starting with a pretty long one. Shady story number one. The story is a little bit long, but I'm going to try and cut it down because it's shady as fuck. LOL. Here's a little background. My parents have been divorced for multiple years now, and they have been in the same vicinity multiple times throughout the last 15 plus years due to me and my brother doing sports and other activities that involve them having to be around each other. So two years ago, I decided to throw my dad a 50th birthday party. I invited a bunch of his high school friends and just friends that he has had throughout the years, and I invited family members. Side note, my mom lives in the same city as my dad, and I just felt like it wouldn't be right for me to have this big, huge party and not invite my mom, considering some of the people that are invited to the party still stay in touch and communication with her, 
even though her and my dad are not together anymore. So before even confirming with my dad if it would be okay if my mom came, I took the initiative and said I don't care if he agrees with me or not, so my mom absolutely is invited. With that being said, my dad's girlfriend reached out to me to let me know that she really wants to help me plan my dad's 50th birthday party, and if there's anything she can do, she wants me to reach out to her. I reach out to her, and basically we came to the conclusion that she'll take care of the taco bar, and she'll take care of the cupcakes. The cupcakes I wanted were very specific to Wu-Tang, which is his favorite rap group, and I wanted them to be a specific design, and I sent her the inspo, and she said that she can get it done. Meanwhile, I talked to my dad a few weeks before the party, and without even bringing anything up to him about my mom coming, he is the one that had said, I almost have half of a mind to tell you to invite your mother. So I told him that I already told her she could come. Now fast forward to the day of the party. We all get to the hall to set everything up. The taco bar looks good from what I can see, and the cupcakes I haven't seen yet. My mom brings my brother, and she's one of the few people there first, alongside my dad's girlfriend, her kids, my grandma, and etc. My dad's girlfriend had no idea my mom was invited. I didn't need to tell her because it's not her business, and my dad obviously didn't share that with her, so that's not my problem. She sees my mom come in, and all of a sudden, she just disappears. I don't see her for probably about 10-15 minutes. Meanwhile, my dad isn't even there yet, so everybody is just gathering into the hall waiting for him to arrive. My dad arrives and makes his grand entrance. So after about 10 minutes of him being there, he disappears, and I can't find his girlfriend either. Mind you, I'm hungover and already drunk, so I'm super irritated because I'm just like, where is my dad? I texted him and was like, where are you at? Your friends are here to see you. And he texted me back, I'll be out in a minute. Long story short, I ended up finding out that my my dad's girlfriend was extremely pissed off that my mom was there, so she decided to go hide in the back kitchen and vent to my dad about how pissed off she was. About an hour goes by, there's still tension, but I don't really care because I'm having a good time, my dad's happy, and that's all that matters. My mom decides to go to the bathroom. She's in the stall, and she hears people walk into the bathroom and start talking. The people that walked into the bathroom were my dad's girlfriend, her daughter, and her sister. All my mom heard was them talking shit on the party, my mom being there, and basically decided to proceed and say, they're all stupid, basically referring to me and my family, because my mom was invited to my dad's party, and she was pissed off because she feels like my mom should have not been invited. My mom doesn't say anything to them because she knows that it wasn't the right place to do it. She proceeds to tell me and my god sister, and we both ended up being furious, but we didn't let it ruin our night because we had no beef. So with that being said, I had reached out to my dad a few days later after his party and basically told him what was said, and he was just not on my side whatsoever, which is fine with me because I don't care. To end the story, the taco bar was trash and the cupcakes were good, but they were ugly and not what I wanted. Mind you, this was not the first time she talked shit on a party that I threw for my dad, so me and her have just been on opposite ends for years now, and I don't care if she likes me. Hopefully this makes it in. Not the cupcakes being ugly. I would actually be pissed about that. About the cupcakes being ugly? Oh, yeah. Same. But like, She had also, a vision and it wasn't executed. I think the real moral of this story is like, don't, talk don't shit in go the in a bathroom and talk shit if you no. don't know who's in the stalls. You have to, you know, in, inspect that it's, it's got to be cleared out. You got to make sure that every stall is empty before you start talking shit in the bathroom. That's, that's rule number one. But also, they're, 
I mean, at least the dad's 50. You need to go have an argument at 50 years old. In the kitchen? In the kitchen? Come on. How did they even allow her to just stay sulking in the kitchen? I don't know. That seems immature. It does. But I think, seriously, the lesson is don't talk clear shit out the bathrooms before you talk shit at a party. Um, Not don't talk shit. Just be yeah. aware of your no, surroundings. for sure talk shit. Yeah. And then write it in. Yeah. But that, don't but just do it. Don't let anyone other hear people, you. Yeah, that's don't be, if you're going to be dumb, don't be stupid. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Great point. Mm-hmm. Great point. Yep. So I'm just something to live by right there. Number two. And I quote, okay, buckle up, bitches. Sounds like something my mom would write in. <laughs> Maybe it's. And I love it. Okay, so when I used to live with my mom, my stepdad would always go through my room where her and I, when her and I weren't there. Fucking sus, eh? Eh? <laughs> I hope. Eh? They're obviously Canadian, right? <laughs> I don't know. Eh? Eh? Um, so I did have my vape hidden in my underwear drawer. Was 16. He fucking found it. Bitches, he went through my underwear drawer. What? Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. So cut to Christmas, and that was a couple years ago. My mom told me to get him a Christmas gift. So I got him some new thongs so he doesn't have to go creeping. Can't wait to see his face when he opens. Oh, this is right now. I love this. I love the pettiness. I love the execution. And I can't wait. To hear what he thinks of his new thong. Agreed. You should write a cute little note too. So you don't have to borrow mine. Bitch. <laughs> Literally, um, I'm I, not afraid to use that word. I love this. Short, sweet, to the <laughs> point. You wasted no time. You figured out the right way to be petty in this situation. Perfect full circle. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. This is Proud the shadiness you. we strive Keep it for. up. Um, strive. You know, just keep going in 2024. <laughs> keep up the bit. That's the one. That's a great part about a bit is you can continue that. Doesn't have to end here. Just just something to know. <laughs> great point. Don't don't draw the line. Keep going past the line. Getting bad to be bad advice. Um, oh, it's <laughs> not. Anyways. All right. Great. Shady story number three. I have an incredibly large family. My mom is one of 11 siblings, so family get-togethers are large and usually have some sort of drama that occurs. So for Thanksgiving, we were having a potluck like we usually do for family events. Each family member brings their signature dish, and no one usually strays from what they normally make each Thanksgiving. My mom makes mashed potatoes, my brother makes ham, my aunt makes turkey, etc. Well, this year, my brother wasn't able to provide the ham, so my mom decided to make one in his place. Let me just tell you that his ham recipe came from my now-deceased grandpa and was passed on to my immediate family. So my mom, me, and two brothers. No one has ever asked for the recipe or attempted to learn or make it, so it's been a family secret recipe. Had someone asked for it, we definitely would have shared. All hell broke loose when my mom said in our family text thread that she would be making both the mashed potatoes and the ham. My cousin, who was in her 40s, started talking shit, saying it better be a damn good ham. Does everyone just want me to make the ham? My mom said it's going to be delicious because it's grandpa's recipe, and she completely flips the script. She starts texting, 
well, I'm not special enough to know grandpa's recipe. I should have the recipe because I loved grandpa and him more than anyone. And (laughs) this family doesn't deserve my ham. It was both comical and psychotic at the same time. Fast forward to Thanksgiving Day, my mom and cousin had talked on the phone and they decided that both of them would make a ham. There were about 50 people that were attending, so two hams were needed. The whole family, without discussing it, barely touched her ham. My mom's ham was devoured. I think it was my family's silent protest to her outrageous outburst. What goes on? I just love how something so small really can turn into such a big drama in a family. Sometimes it's the best kind of drama. It is because it's so innocent, but also like no one so got entertaining. It you is know, entertaining. Like, that little text thread led to at least 50 side combos about this cousin. That's the best. That's the, the beauty side of it. Conversation. That's the beauty of it. And that's literally, I feel like how reality shows are made. And every family really? should have their own reality show. Really? Yes. Do you want one? No. No. <laughs> no. No. But, um. Oh, my mom would make great reality TV. Put us 100%. on one 100%. right now. We would do. I, I could be a side character in yours. You could be a side character. Like you just you... call me to tell me about the ham drama. Yeah. And then and I'm like, like, oh, my God. Should we go we get lunch? Them? Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. It would be so fun. No, I talk about this regularly. Um. I love this. I do too. It's it's really funny. Um, and I love how everyone was just in cahoots, but like no one actually planned to not do it. It's it's a good one. We love the the holiday drama that we do. So keep writing them in. We will see you guys in the Patreon bonus content. We're gonna be doing a little Christmas this or that, talking about some of our Christmas traditions, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye.